Hello there, friends. This is Spencer Michaud, and this is your weekly astrology forecast for the week of October 21st through October 27th. Uh, we're going to be experiencing a last quarter moon this week as we build up, or actually as we wane or recede to a new moon at the end of the week. Um, we've got a couple of Venus transits that are going on, Venus trine Neptune in the beginning of the week, and then a sextile to Pluto at the end of the week. Uh, and then we have one um, planetary ingress, uh, an important one. The sun is, is changing signs into the fixed water sign of Scorpio um, on, let's see, Wednesday, the 23rd. So we'll explore that in our, in our little astrology um, forecast for the week. And uh, the new moon's happening on Sunday, opposite Uranus, so kind of uh, some some shakeups happening in, in some area of our life or maybe a little bit of a conflict between the Scorpio and Taurus areas of our life. And then uh, the only other really major non-lunar aspect of the week is Mars is going to be squaring Saturn on Sunday the 27th as well. So um, some potential for some frustrated action happening towards the end of the week. So we'll, we'll take a look at that as well. Um, yeah, hope you're all doing okay this week and, and that uh, things are going good for you after the, the full moon, the Pluto-inspired full moon with the T-square. Um, I know personally I've had a lot going on and uh, some humblings, so I, um, I hope that all of you are, are unclogging all the, the sinks and toilets of your life, and that can include internal blockages as well. Um, I won't go into a lot of details about what I went through, but uh, definitely had something where I was uh, feeling a little bit um, out of integrity and needed to kind of come back into center. And I think that it was a, it's a good lesson. And sometimes when we get unstuck, um, we get back in touch with our center and with our, with our um, higher selves. So hopefully you're, you're in the process of all that this week and that uh, you're um, rising from the ashes, so to speak, like the phoenix, like uh, Pluto would want to. So um, yeah, so let's dive into it. We've got the uh, Essential Dignity Report that we'll get to. Um, so the sun this week is going to be starting out in Libra 3, uh, the third decan of Libra, which is still its fall or depression. Uh, where it just doesn't have a whole lot of good sh dignity or isn't really in the greatest shape. It's harder for us to, you know, be that authoritative figure um, and command action in a, in, a, in a good way. I would say uh, that was part of my challenge over the last week was uh, how do you, um, how do you take authority in your life and what, it, what situations are appropriate to, uh, to give orders and to command things and, and what, times do you have to kind of refrain and let things come to you and and be accepting of the situation and that might be one of the challenges with the sun moving through libras sometimes we want to um, have a commanding presence and uh, want to shine our solar light but there may be times in our life where that's really not what you you know what would be best and and we've really felt that tension at the full moon with the um, moon in aries opposite the sun and Libra squaring that Pluto in Capricorn. Um, as the sun moves into Scorpio, uh, it is 
in a condition called peregrine where it doesn't have any dignity. If it was a, it was, if it was in a debilitated position in Libra, it's just kind of in like a, a wandering state in Scorpio. So I'm not exactly sure if that's better or worse. I, I, uh, according to some ancient authors, Peregrine was like a really bad place to be, like almost worse than being in uh, your depression. But I, I'm not so sure. I, I feel like that we may be able to, uh, you know, we're not at the bottom of the wheel of fortune, so to speak, anymore. We just don't have any really extra powers associated with the sun. I could be wrong on that. There's, there's, that's open for debate. So if you have some thoughts on that, leave me a comment below and, and tell me what your thoughts are on a, a planet in its fall versus a planet peregrine, because um, I think that could be an interesting discussion. Uh, the other thing to think about with uh, the, the sun is it's going to be within the bound or in the terms of Mars uh, at the end of Libra and in the beginning of Scorpio. So whenever a planet is in a certain bound, it, it's that the bound ruler is setting the curriculum for that planet and kind of, you know, talking about what kind of etiquette it expects to, to get things done. So when a planet is in the bound of Mars, there's going to be some, you know, possibly some conflicts that, that come up, um, possibly some severing, separating qualities with Mars. Mars expects action too, so there may be some, some very active qualities associated with that. Uh, so, so keep an eye on that. Mars is still kind of in its... Uh, exile. So it's not in its greatest condition right now either. So we may have to just be careful about the actions that we're taking and make sure that they are well considered. Um, if we're thinking of making a separation from something, weigh things and and see the positives and the negatives, the pros and the cons. You know, with Mars and Libra, that's, a, that's supported um, when we're trying to see both sides of things. And we don't want to get too involved in the just the, the rose-colored glasses and and we want to make sure that if we're making a decision to uh, either leave something behind or cut something out of our life, that it's really the right, the right choice. Uh, I will also say that the Mercury is in the, uh, in the shadow of its retrograde cycle. Um, it's going to be retrograding on uh, the 31st of October, Halloween. And uh, the things that we're doing now, may, we may have to review them at some point. Um, anytime we have a retrograde, we kind of have to redo stuff every once in a while. We have to pay attention to all the details and the contracts and uh, things may slow down a little bit. The planet is um, moving in the, according to the divine nature rather than the will of the planet. So you can think of it as a course correction, so to speak. So we're starting to see Mercury kind of, you know, slow down and maybe it's a little bit harder to get those communications out. Um, but just double check every communication that you have or contracts that you sign within the next week or so so that you can avoid having to do too much um, backtracking when Mercury goes retrograde in the sign of Scorpio. Um, Jupiter is still in, its, in Sagittarius, in the third decan of Sagittarius now, which is still its domicile, and it has triplicity rulership by the nighttime, so it sort of still has its, the wind in its sails and a little bit of luck on its side. Um, this is a good time to, excuse me, to expand some of the things in your life and uh, you know, have hope for the future and figure out what sacrifices need to be made to, to make the dream a reality. Remember that third decan of, of uh, Sagittarius, I believe, was Saturn ruled. So it's all about some sacrifice that you need to make uh, to, to make the dream a reality. Um, so don't, don't, don't really think about, um, don't forget to think about uh, the hard work necessary to really manifest some of the visions that you've been popping around.
Okay. Uh, speaking of Saturn, Saturn is in the second decan of Capricorn, which is still its home temple or domicile. So it is hanging out in its own house. It is. Uh, it has all the resources it needs to create new structures and boundaries within our lives. Um, perhaps letting go of old things and you know, remember the Saturn was also the con concept of time and entropy. So perhaps uh, there are some things that are decaying in, in that Capricorn area of our life that are leading to new structures that we're building. So it's important to check in with the blueprint of your life as well. That, that's supported. Second deck in Capricorn was kind of about, about cooperative building. Um, you know, some of the themes of that was like the pyramid, the blueprint, uh, the three of pentacles where we saw uh, three figures kind of working together to build some very ornate structures. So uh, that's still something we're going to be working through with Capricorn for, for the next few months still uh, as it moves through its uh, feminine, um, earthy sign or domicile of Capricorn. Venus. Venus is still in Scorpio this week uh, in its exile or detriment. Um, it's in the temple that is opposite of its domicile or opposite of the place which it rules. So, of course, Scorpio is the opposite sign to Taurus, which Venus is one of the rulers of, or is the ruler of. Um, Venus also rules the sign of Libra, so it rules two houses. Um, and this is a place where Venus is being given the weapons, uh, weapons basically, to create peace. And that's really, Mars is providing the resources. So Mars is providing swords and daggers and cloaks and and paranoia and like um, the ability to see underneath the surface of things and, and it has a gives it Venus a quality of desire and wanting to pursue what it wants rather than allowing it to come to her which is kind of her natural state so this is something where we're still going to have to kind of keep an eye on that desire nature to to make progress um, where there may be some situations where we need to kind of just back off and, and let things come to us uh, Mars is going to be in the sign of Libra, so we have kind of the opposite problem there where Venus is providing the resources for Mars. So it's like we're giving pillows and snacks and, and beautiful things to Mars to try to make war with uh, or to, to take action with. Um, I like the, the pillow fight. It was something that I talked about last week. The interesting thing is, is that Mars and Venus are still in a condition called mutual reception which means that they are hanging out in each other's houses. So even though they are both pretty uncomfortable and they're not getting exactly uh, the types of things that they normally would use to move forward with what their significations would suggest, um, something still could, something good could come from uh, a challenging circumstance. I think that that's really the theme with this is something positive coming out of a very difficult experience that you may be having in your life in the Scorpio and Libra ruled areas. Um, so, so keep that in mind as you, as you move forward in your week. Try to look for the silver linings with, uh, with those two areas of your life because you know, we're all experiencing some you know, uncomfortable feelings uh, around the Mars and Venus stuff that's going on. Um, our relationships might be a little more tense. We may be not communicating in the, the most loving way that we are used to. Maybe we're just feeling overburdened and overwhelmed, and that's leading to a little bit of tension in our relationships. Uh, you know, Mars is being squared by Saturn and Pluto too, so there's a lot of changes that we're being asked to make that 
uh, maybe affecting some of our relationships. So something to keep an eye on as we move forward through the week again. Um, but again, we could probably see that there may be something that is brewing through all of this hardship that may eventually be of benefit. Okay, Mercury is going to be moving through Mars's temple of Scorpio as well. And uh, this is the third decade of Scorpio where Mercury does not have any dignity. It's also in a condition called peregrine. So Mercury is kind of wandering around, slowing down, waiting for his retrograde uh, on Halloween. And uh, we may just see uh, a little bit of a, we're, we're maybe seeing the inklings of reconsiderations happening. When Mercury goes retrograde, sometimes we change our minds on things. The the planet is literally changing direction. So a lot of our intellect may be connected with, you know, gaining a new perspective on something. A lot of our thought processes may be going more internalized. Uh, We may be taking less action out in the world and having more reflections. Um, Anything with the RE beginning, reflect, redo, rework, all of those things are supported when we have a retrograde. Okay. Um, I think that the quality that I like the most about the retrogrades that I, I was taught by my teacher, Adam Ellenbass, was the surrendering quality of the retrogrades. And, you know, the planet isn't operating under its own will anymore. It's operating under the divine will. And I've talked to a lot of clients about um, whenever we get a retrograde, we, maybe we feel like we're starting to paddle upstream. And really, the, I think the appropriate uh, mindset and action is to let go of the, the oars and allow the stream to, to course correct. Because maybe there was some path along the way that you missed as you were really struggling to, to paddle in this one direction that you may have had a lot of desire moving towards. And this is a good time to just let go of the oars and allow the universe to kind of put you back on track. And we can, that's a really great way to, to, to um, maintain our endurance. I think when we struggle and we strive, that can be uh, the time when we really start to make mistakes and we start to glitch. Um, and again, I, I had circumstance with just uh, parenting and, um, <laughs> you know, you've heard my, my swim stories on here and I, I, became kind of the, I became kind of the bad swim dad where I got a little bit too, too involved and, uh, um, yeah, I started glitching a little bit. And it was, like I said, it was a humbling experience because you don't want to get too overly enthusiastic about uh, your kids swimming or sporting events. Um, every once in a while, I'm sure as a parent, we, we want to, you know, we want the best for our kid. And sometimes when we are, you know, focusing on what isn't there versus what is, we can get a little bit, uh, well, if you got a Virgo stellium like me, you'll start to micromanage a little bit and maybe become a little overly critical. And that's one of the things I experienced over the week is just a little bit of um, my inner critic coming out and a little negativity and had to really take a giant step back from all of it and and try to refocus and recenter on my own um, spiritual practices and my own uh, you know, my own goals. Like I think that when we, as a parent, sometimes we can get really involved in our kids' goals and we can, um, it's the, the, the vicarious living, right? It's the stage mom type of thing. And uh, 
it's really important to check in with yourself when you're, especially when you're getting involved in higher level activities where there's a huge commitment because there's a lot of sacrifice involved with that. And I think that um, by continuously checking in with yourself and having a good balance between supporting the people in your life and having your own um, practices, that can really, that can lead to taking actions in your life that are much more balanced. And isn't that a beautiful representation of that full moon in Libra? Uh, and at full moon in, well, in Aries, but opposing the sun in Libra, partnership versus individuality. So you could see that we were p- pushed and pulled. I just, the astrology of it was beautiful. And even though the, the experience of it was a little bit, like I said, humbling and, and it's a little bit painful, uh, it's for the best. And I, would, I want to direct you to a, a really good, um, podcast that my teacher Adam Ellenboss has been a series he's been doing on his his channel Nightlight Astrology, where he's talking about can we change our karma, and um, his answer is yes, but do we really want to? Was his next question because you're creating more karma by changing your karma, um, and what I really picked up from that was that there's a, an ability to accept that you may make mistakes. And to accept yourself is the first, the first part of that. Um, it's not necessarily like if, you, if, if you're going through a difficult transit and maybe there's an action that you take or a perspective that you have that isn't in your best interest and maybe it's your bad diamond on your shoulder whispering in your ear and taking you off your course. Uh, the, the first thing to do is just to kind of have gratitude um, for that lesson. I think that's really the, the key. You don't have to think that, oh, it's going to make me the level 10 mystic type of thing. It's just saying, oh, thank you, universe, for, um, you know, teaching me. And sometimes we, the only way that we can really wake up to our spiritual selves is to, to experience some suffering and some pain. Um, so I think that that's one thing to keep in mind as we go through some difficult transits is can you uh, have gratitude for that experience and, you know, have a course correction. It doesn't mean you beat yourself up. It means that you accept yourself in that moment. And, and from that acceptance, um, it'll be struggling a little bit less. You, you might be able to see um, the more objective reality uh, from that place of acceptance than you would if you were um, even just beating yourself up about it. It's okay to have a little bit of remorse, I guess, uh, if it's going to help you to, to move forward. Uh, at the same time, um, we just have to acknowledge that it happened and then try to do better. And, and I think that I had another friend that sent me a really great podcast too about conscious leadership. Uh, I believe, uh, I don't remember the name of the speaker, but I'll, I'll link to it in the video here. Um, I think his name is Jim Thurn, Th- I don't know, Thornburg, something of that nature. And, and he talks about that s- similar concept of acceptance and just being open and asking for feedback and asking, you know, how you, how you can do better and just being willing to receive that feedback. Um, and that's really a lot of Libra season is about receiving that feedback, especially full moons too. We get feedback on how we've been, you know, it's a progress report. It's uh, full moons are definitely relationships between the moon and the sun. Uh, so, so think about that. And if you're processing some of the events of the last couple of weeks here, I know I have been, so. Uh, moving along with the essential dignity, sorry for that small digression. Uh, 
the moon is going to still be in the uh, sign of cancer in the very beginning of the week, the last face of cancer, where it does have dignity um, by face or by decan. And it also is in its own domicile for a short period of time. Uh, it's going to move into the sign of Leo on Monday, where it is peregrine, so it doesn't have any dignity in Leo. When it moves into Virgo at the end of the week, uh, it will have triplicity in the nighttime. Uh, we have a, a moon that goes through a lot of, a lot of different signs this week. Uh, it is also going to move through Libra and the first, uh, in the first face of Libra, excuse me, 10, zero to 10 degrees, it has uh, dignity by face. Uh, and then at the very, very tail end of the week, it's going to move into Scorpio at our new moon. So we're going to have a little taste of the moon in its fall or depression at that new moon too. So this is where the moon's going to be debilitated or at the, kind of the bottom of the wheel of fortune. The good news is, is there's nowhere to go but up. Uh, so that's something where we're going to be experiencing uh, a, a moon that maybe isn't as comfortable uh, but we'll, we'll figure out how to navigate it. Really, that's, a, that's our job with astrology, right? How do we navigate these transits through, through our practices and our acceptance and, and all of those things? Um, Monday, the 21st, let's dive into it. So that's your essential dignity report. And I'm going to share my screen. And on Monday, we're going to see the beginning of a last quarter moon. And the last quarter moon was when the moon was squaring the sun. You can see that on this chart here, 27 degrees Cancer is squaring uh, 27 degrees Libra. So this is the end of a lunar cycle or the kind of the beginning of the end where we're having a shift of consciousness. Perhaps we have a, a little bit of an existential crisis. Uh, remember at the quarters, we're, we're dealing with a square and the squares are of the nature of Mars. So there may be some sort of conflict or some sort of friction that we're feeling. And at the first quarter moon, it may be of the material where we're trying to bring something into fruition when the moon is waxing, when we're trying to bring something into form. The moon was associated with form. Um, this may be when we experience the last quarter moon, we may be experiencing something where we're you know, turning away from some sort of form or achievement or la the, the last lunar cycle. And we're reconsidering and we're changing our mind and we may be having an existential internal crisis about what we want. And this, this particular square may be associated with our relationships and potentially uh, some of the family-orientated things in our life with the moon and cancer. Um, so there, it's all about potentially how do, we, uh, how do we deal with the other people in our life and how does that fit into our, our domestic sphere. Um, of course, this is going to play out in different spheres of your life um, based on where that square is happening. On our Scorpio rising chart that we have here uh, on the screen, this is a square between the ninth house and the twelfth house. So there may be some sort of reconsideration of a belief system, uh, you know, coming in conflict with the the desire to rest. Perhaps it's a belief that needs to be let go of that is potentially contributing to this native's self undoing. Um, so you know, we're just kind of examining where these are falling just in our in our transit chart. This isn't a specific person. This is just the chart of the day. Um, and this is going to be in different areas for different people. If you're a Libra rising chart, this may be a conflict between your public life and your job and your, your um, you know, career and your self-expression and your own body and your personality and things of that nature. So that's something that, that we may be experiencing also. Remember, one of the things that you can really uh, keep an eye on 
is are these transits happening in angular houses? And the angular houses were house one, house 10, house seven, and house four. If you're experiencing the tra transits in those houses, you're, they're going to affect you more personally. Those are the very, those are kind of the energy centers of the chart. And they're going to be a little bit less um, specific to you if they're in the cadent houses, which are after the angles, okay, 12, 9, uh, 6, and 3. And they maybe affect you a little bit more in the intermediary if they're in the succeedant houses, which is 11, 8, 5, and 2. Uh, so those are, that's another way to kind of think about these transits. We, you, they may be very personal in the, in the angular houses, and they may be a little bit off-center, so to speak, uh, in your life. It doesn't mean they won't affect you. It just means that they may come to you through possibly other people uh, or other situations. Um, so that one thing to keep in mind when we're looking at these transits. Okay, so the last quarter moon is going to be happening on Monday. We're going to see a square from the moon to the sun. That's the, that's the last quarter. We're also going to be seeing an outer, um, well, a non-lunar uh, planetary transit with an outer planet with Venus trining Neptune. So Venus will be at 16 degrees Scorpio and squaring a retrograde Neptune at 16 degrees Pisces at around 3.41 p.m. So this may be something where we are dealing with a little bit of idealization in our relationships, perhaps a romantic illusion. There could be confusion or deception or intoxication happening. Um, this, is, if, this is one of the things where we could put a lover or an ideal on a pedestal. Uh, so be careful of over-idealizing things with this combination. It also could lead to a transcendent type of beauty. Um, it's, this is a, a surrendering uh, quality to, to love, right? Uh, Neptune asks us to surrender. So the combination of, of desire, beauty, love, relationships, harmony, um, it's going to ask us to maybe even dissolve some of the boundaries in our relationships. So if you've been having conflict within some of the people in your life or the, you know, maybe on a romantic level too, this is a good time to kind of maybe make a little bit of peace uh, with that. Um, you can also, this, is, this could be something that's contributing to a beautiful dream of some sort. Uh, it's in a very watery area of the uh, of the zodiac with the uh, scorpio and the and the pisces signs being water signs or water triplicity signs so this is very emotional this is a very emotional uh trine between venus and neptune this could be where we're just kind of really in our feelings um we're really kind of getting in touch with our higher selves maybe we've we've you know pursued our desires with venus and scorpio and now we're you know, dissolving some of that and letting go a little bit. Neptune asks us to let go. Um, I've talked to a lot of a lot of clients over the years where wherever Neptune's in the chart, there definitely is a a, a need to surrender. Um, possibly there could be a an illusionary quality with that area of our, our life, um, but it, but it always works out a little bit better if we kind of submit uh, in that area. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, as a human being, because a lot of times we want to, you know, we want to do stuff. And uh, it's not necessarily natural to just, you know, say, okay, spirit, you take over, <laughs> you do it. Uh, at least it isn't for me. Um, it's a practice, though. That's why we have spiritual practices. Doesn't We don't have spiritual perfections, because it's just not the reality on this, uh, this um, 
plane of existence that we're on. So we have to practice. And uh, this may be a good time to, to bump up your, your ritual or your spiritual practice. Venus was, of course, associated with ritual as well. So this may be a point where you, you have a breakthrough in some of the rituals that you're experiencing. Maybe you are doing a meditative practice and you get a vision and you get something that is helping you really to see truth uh, beyond the veil, so to speak. So that's happening on Monday afternoon. Later in the evening, uh, the moon will be making a square to retrograde Uranus from the sign of Leo, four degrees Leo to four degrees Taurus. And we've been talking about any contact with Uranus as, you know, really asking us to be innovative with the way that we are um, doing the, you know, managing our resources um, with wherever the Taurus ruled area of our chart is. This square in particular, we've seen this happen a number of times over the last few months, could be a conflict between our pride and our commanding essence and the way that we are managing our resources. So there is a, a fixed quality to this square where there may be uh, the conflict may come through being a little bit stubborn about how we're managing our resources uh, and how we're using our authority with those resources, how we're maybe even delegating responsibility. So keep an eye out for that on, on Monday evening. On Tuesday, the 22nd, we still have the moon hanging out in Leo. We'll move forward here. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so there's Tuesday. Moon's still in Leo. Uh, we're going to see just a few aspects, lunar aspects on this day uh, after a kind of a big, kind of a big Monday. Um, the moon is going to be sextiling Mars from 11 degrees Leo to 11 degrees of Libra. So there may be a, a positive way we can take action in our life. Maybe we've, you know, had the difficult conversation about our resources and how we're going to manage them. And then we can take an action that, that maybe benefits uh, not just us, but our partners in our life as well. At 6.54 p.m., the moon is going to be making a square to Venus uh, from Leo. And this may, again, bring up some of the tension um, from some of the different areas of our life. This, this day, these two days, really, the end of Monday and the beginning of Tuesday, we're going to kind of be seeing a T-square here, okay, between the moon, Venus, and Mercury, and Uranus. So we're going to feel pulled in, in a couple different directions uh, in the fixed signs of our life. And this may be like a just a stubborn kind of uh, tension where we're it's, it's difficult to gain traction, right? Um, and in this case, it may be um, how we are merging our consciousness, our ideas, and things like that. And, and how are we you know, asserting our authority within that merging, too? Uh, this, this is um, a lot of times when we see conflicts between Leo and, and Scorpio planets, um, definitely we can see pride engaged, and the, the Leo energy will. Um, not want to submit or admit a failing uh, because of pride and because of this kind of kingly, stately nature, where the Scorpio energy will demand a complete um, surrender, a complete, almost like a groveling. And that is not, <laughs> I'm telling you, that doesn't work out so well. Because uh, the Leo, the Leo, part of you is does not want to surrender or grovel if they apologize they're like okay i've apologized it's over let's move on 
get back to worshiping me. Where the Scorpio person's like, well, you, you didn't really apologize. You just like said one thing and type of, you know, it's kind of this thing where neither one really feels satisfied in that interaction. Um, so be careful of, of expecting um, a complete surrendering. Uh, I think this is a good aspect to allow someone to maybe save a little bit of face. I think that's actually important. At the same time, don't get too wrapped up in your own pride that you're not willing to admit if you make a mistake. Um, that's that's the, the balance point there. Uh, you're going to have to give a little bit. You can't just like give this like, cursory apology if you have a conflict and then expect everything to be fine again. I, th I think that that's kind of insulting to the, the Scorpio area of your chart. Um, so be willing to go a little deeper with if, if something comes up on, on Tuesday evening and, and figure out how you can get the, the balance point in between that. On Wednesday, the 23rd, um, we are going to be seeing the moon move into the sign of Virgo in the afternoon where it does gain some triplicity in the nighttime. So it's, not, it's going to be out of that peregrine condition, that wandering condition where it doesn't have any dignity or it, it, it or may feel like it's lost a little bit. And it'll, this may support some of our practical organizational skills. We may feel like getting down to business. Maybe we've gotten uh, some of the realizations through the conflicts and, and now we're ready to just make a new plan. Um, this Virgo moons are great for planning. Uh, it's going to be making a trine before it leaves Virgo, though, to Jupiter at 21 degrees very early in the morning. So we may actually be experiencing that if you're on the East Coast like me or the Eastern time zone. Uh, we may be experiencing a little bit of a positive um, hopefulness through Monday night in, or Tuesday night through the beginning of Wednesday. So we may feel a little, a little boost in our, our fiery parts of our chart where we're like, yeah, maybe I can take a really uh, well-considered action uh, Tuesday night after you've gotten past the, the, the conflict, if, after you've rooted out some of the challenging things beneath the surface in that Scorpio-ruled area of your chart. Okay. Uh, very early in the morning, the moon will be making a square to Mercury. So again, this could be another conflict with the, the Leo and, and Scorpio-ruled area of your chart where you know this this time instead of with venus in relationships it could be associated with our communication style this could be a little bit of a triggering some of the darkness dark darker thoughts perhaps where we're struggling between our optimism and our and possibly pessimism or thinking about trying to create life or trying to create some growth but also about the things that we're letting go of anytime we're we're creating a new birth in our life it it is coupled with an ending and there may be some bittersweetness to leaving something behind to make that new start. Um, so that may be something we're experiencing on Wednesday. Even if we're moving forward with what we know is right for us, um, it still may be a little challenging to, to you know, emotionally. Um, in the afternoon, we have our, our planetary ingress of the sun into Scorpio. So you can see here at about roughly, this is Tuesday still, sorry. Okay, at, a, at about one o'clock or so, we're going to see uh, 120. The sun's going to move into the fixed water sign of Scorpio. 
So what does that mean? Let's talk about that for a little bit. Fixed water. So the water triplicity was fluid. It was about conforming to the container. It was uh, about intuition. It was about emotion. It was about um, dissolving things too. Water is a solvent, right? Uh, it's it's very, I guess, cold, cold and wet was the the qualities uh, of a temperament with this too. Now, what happens when it's in that fixed water sign? Well, this is the 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 fixed water sign of the fall. So we initiated the fall season in Libra where the darkness has started to come around. We're starting to, uh, we were at the threshold of the underworld, thinking about the, the death of the winter to come. Uh, things were starting to go more internalized. Uh, we were, it was the, the, the nighttime was starting to become longer than the day. So this is where kind of the, the darkness starts to take over. And we're going to see just a, a solidification of that energy when it moves into, when the sun moves into Scorpio. This is when, I guess they thought that the, the veil was the thinnest between life and death during Scorpio. This is how we have uh, some associations with Halloween, right? Um, I believe it was associated with the, the cross holiday, the pagan holiday of Samhain or Samhain. I'm not exactly sure of the pronunciation. I think it's Samhain, um, which was a, you know, a celebration of the dead and we have, like, I believe the Dia de los Muertos is, is around this time. Don't quote me on that because I'm just kind of pulling that out of my butt here, um, but it would make sense. Um, but this is a time where we're, we are letting go of some things, where, where we perhaps are, you know, mourning the loss of something. And I'm going to show you a card that's associated with this. This is the Five of Cups. I believe we've talked about this a little bit in past videos, but let's, let's explore it again. Here we see a, a cloaked figure that is looks like it's mourning the loss of, of three spilled cups. And this could, you know, be associated, he's wearing the, the cloak of darkness, right? Uh, it could be associated with, with death and with letting go of something. And maybe we're, maybe it's something we were attached to. Uh, and I think the key with this card, though, is that we still have those two cups behind him. And if he were to shift his perspective, uh, he would see that he, that would lead him to the the bridge over the the uh, the river here into the castle of of contentment and attainment. Um, so I think that one of the keys around this time of year is not to get too fixated on what you've lost, and there may be losses. Um, take the time to feel your feelings, acknowledge them. And then try to move through them and let go and shift that perspective so you can appreciate what you still have. Uh, gratitude, I think, is the, the, the key word for this. We can get really fixated on loss. And I, I think that that's, the, that's when we start to feel the depression. Um, so that's, I think that's a theme to think about this, this week in particular as we move through Scorpio 1. Uh, there are a couple different ways that this card has been described or this Deccan has been described through the book T, the book of Toth, um, through Austin Coppock's 36 Faces. Uh, he calls it the jawbone, which is associated with hunger and desire. You know, we've got, it's a Mars world sign and Mars, you know, wants to go and take action towards what it wants. Um, so we've got this kind of hunger quality where we're, we've seen this with Venus too, where Venus is, has been moving through the first decade of Scorpio and we, we have a, 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 
Venus has been trying to pursue what it wants rather than than receive and and just radiate and allow things to come to her. Same thing with the sun. The sun's going to be under that same kind of influence as well. Uh, this is also called disappointment in the book of Toth uh, or loss in pleasure. So maybe there's something we're attached to that we just have to kind of let go of. Uh, maybe it's the the leaves of the tree, right? This is the time when the leaves really start to fall. We saw the last flourish of color, the last, you know, last gasp of beauty in Libra season with all the fall colors, and now everything's starting to to decay and to really fall to the ground. But but really recognize that the that decay is the seed of the new life to come. So we can mourn that loss, but it's really sometimes that decay is necessary for the next cycle. If we had a continuous cycle of growth all the time, uh, we would exhaust the soil. And we've seen this in our industrial farming type of, uh, you know, hierarchy that we're working within in society where we want to just grow, grow, grow all the time. And that exhausts the soil to the point where there's no nutrients anymore. We, you know, in organic farming practices, we have to, we have to till the, the old, old matter into the soil and use the compost. And this is a great time to compost things in your life. And, and you know, if, if there's something that needs to be let go of, it's, it's really the fuel for, for the future birth, for the phoenix that's going to come later, that's going to rise from those ashes. So, so consider that if there's things that you have to let go of. Okay, let's look, look at our chart again. Uh, towards the end of the uh, day, we're going to see a sextile in the mid-afternoon between the moon and the sun. Right as the sun moves into Scorpio, and the moon moves into Virgo, they're going to make a sextile to one another. So whatever you're letting go of, this may be part of a, a greater plan. You may be really able to, uh, I, I love the combination of these two planets for um, figuring out what stays and what goes. Remember, Virgo was the kind of the harvest, harvesting planet. So maybe we're harvesting the lessons from that we've learned over this Libra season where we've come into balance. We know what we need to do to make adjustments. And now it's time to just get down to business in, uh, clearing out the clutter uh, this is a great time to like do some fall cleaning um getting rid of some stuff like packing things away for the for the really winter months and getting getting some of the work done that you need to to, to sustain you through those colder darker months uh that's wednesday afternoon in the uh also in the evening we're going to be seeing a trine from the moon to retrograde uranus so again we're going to be supported in doing things kind of a new way we may be really being asked to do something in a, in a new and innovative way so that we are able to, um, uh, you know, respond to the Promethean call of Uranus, where he's, he, Uranus is asking us to, to be innovative, is asking us to shatter the old expectations and the old belief systems and, and really um, do things in a very progressive uh, new way. So that may be supported towards Wednesday afternoon as well. Okay. As we move into Thursday, 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 we got the moon still in the sign of Virgo. Okay. And it's going to be making a trine in the afternoon to Saturn. So we can see at about 14 degrees, of Capricorn and, and Virgo, they're gonna be making an Earth trine. So this is a good time to get down to business, to recognize 
how your plan fits into the, the bigger skeletal structure of your life and potentially any limitations that you may be working within. This is kind of a positive communication between bringing things into form and what kind of structures you're working within. We can't bring everything into form all the time. That would just be chaos. So this is a great time to think about how, what, how are the limitations and the structures in your life supporting that growth uh, or whatever it is that you need to let go of, if vice versa. So that's uh, the moon trying to Saturn. In the evening, the moon is going to be making an opposition to retrograde Neptune at 16 degrees of Virgo and Pisces. So we might have a kind of a dreamy, um, <laughs> a little bit of a dreamy evening on Thursday where we just kind of, maybe we're just tired from doing all the work and it's time to kind of rest. Maybe we want to take a break from all the work and watch a movie or something like that and just escape a little bit. Um, maybe you've earned that a little bit. Uh, Venus will be moving into the third decan of Scorpio on this day too, which is represented by the seven of cups. I'll show you this here. I don't know if you can see in my little window. Seven of Cups shows a figure that is looking uh, at uh, a number of different options. There we go. Okay. He's, he's, you know, this card was a, the card of like dreaming and potentially illusions. There's lots of different choices. There's like, you know, the, the, the laurels, um, there's the riches, there's the beauty and vanity, there's jealousy, there's, you know, material uh, stability and security. And then there's like the, the, you know, I guess what you call the Holy Spirit or something like that in, in one of the cups. So it's, it's all about how, what kind of choices are you going to be making? And are you going to be, uh, there, there is a potential for liberation from some of these things too, based on the choice that you make. Um, this, this card was called illusionary success, debauchery. Uh, and, but it's kind of like maybe releasing those things because it's a Scorpio, a Scorpio sign, and it's kind of about the death, maybe, of some of that stuff. So really get in touch with, with your, your fantasy nature, um, and are you really living um, your truth, or are you living within a, an illusion? And this could really you know, be something that themes that come up with Scorpio moving, or Venus th moving through the third decan of Scorpio. It does have rulership by face, so you know, Venus does gain a little bit of extra dignity, so we may be, our relationships may start to potentially improve a little bit as we recover from some of the challenges we've been working through with Venus moving through that particular area of the zodiac. Okay, let's look at Friday. Okay, Friday, uh, the end of Thursday and the beginning of Friday, we're going to be experiencing the balsamic moon when the moon is about 45 degrees to zero degrees behind the sun. Okay, you can see that the, the moon is closing in on the sun towards the new moon. And this is a time where we've kind of, you know, shifted our perspective. And now we're consolidating all the lessons and all the seeds into uh, some sort of legacy of knowledge to be planted in the next cycle. So this is a really great time to just, you know, let go of things. It's, it's not the best time to start something new. This is really a, a processing time. Um, you know, we may be feeling a little bit tired at the end of this cycle, where our vitality might not be as great as it would have been at the beginning of the cycle when the moon was waxing. Um, so this is a thing where we're just coming to a point of completion uh, and getting us ready for that new start in that Scorpio-ruled area of our chart. 
On Friday, we have a number of aspects happening. The moon's going to be sextiling Venus uh, very early in the morning from Virgo to Scorpio at 20 degrees. It's going to be making a trine around the similar time uh, between the moon and Pluto at 20 degrees. And then a few hours later, it's going to be making a square to Jupiter and Sagittarius at 22 degrees. Okay, so we're going to see some positive communication between the moon and Venus and the moon and Pluto, you know, you know, bringing up some of these relationship issues and, and asking us to transform them and get unstuck with that trying to Pluto. Uh, we also may be experiencing a little bit of tension between the details in our life and, the, and how it fits into the bigger picture with the square from Virgo moon to Jupiter and Sagittarius. You know, Jupiter isn't really someone who likes to pay attention to the details. They're definitely big picture. It's a big picture planet. So we may have a little bit of a tension between that late Thursday and the very early Friday morning. Um, the big aspect of the day, the, the non-lunar aspect, is a sextile between Venus and Pluto at 5.49 a.m. And again, when we experience these things really early in the morning, you may even want to think of them as, as happening kind of the night before uh, or, or in your sleep, I guess. Um, but this can be a little bit of an intense uh, aspect, uh, passion, the power of love. Um, I was having that Huey Lewis, that song in my head going, power love, you know, power love is a beautiful thing. Make a young man weep, make another man sing, you know, <laughs> turn a little white, turn a hawk into a little white dove. More than a feeling, that's the power of love, right? So yeah, it's transformational. <laughs> turn a hawk into a little white dove, right? So maybe in some part of our life where, you know, we're releasing some of our mm, Im embittered or embattled feelings and, and just, you know, allowing kind of the, the, that intense uh, passion to wash over us and, and change us in some way, okay? Uh, this also could lead to a little bit of jealousy or possessiveness in relationships, maybe a raw or primal emotion or desire. It could be also the beautification of something uh, in the underworld, right? Uh, maybe we have a dark taste. This is where we're <laughs> this would fit really well with kind of decorating our homes for Halloween with skeletons and, and vampires and witches and the things that are, you know, where everything in the underworld is starting to bubble up into our aesthetic and into our taste, where we're really getting prepared for, for Halloween. I know in America, we really sub celebrate that. And, you know, it's, you know, the movies become gorier and scarier. And this may be, you know, something that is happening with, with Venus sextile Pluto. Last aspect of the day, uh, or in the morning, really, most of the aspects are happening Friday morning on Friday. Uh, the moon's going to sextile Mercury. So a little bit of a positive communication between the moon and Virgo and Mercury and Scorpio. On Saturday, we're continuing our balsamic phase uh, with the moon in Libra. Um, it moved into Libra late Friday afternoon, about 4.20 p.m., uh, where it is gaining a little bit of, uh, uh, it's going to have dignity by face. Let's see. Yeah, it's, it has dignity by face from zero degrees to 10 degrees of Libra. Um, so it doesn't have that triplicity rulership, but it's got a different kind of rulership. Um, so you know, some dignity, not, not the super strongest moon, especially because it's in that balsamic, you know, dark phase, um, but something. 
And we're going to see the moon uh, making its conjunction with Mars at 14 degrees Libra at 3.48 p.m. So this may be something where we're, you know, taking an action within a relationship or we're, maybe we're even severing something in a relationship. And this is also going to be coinciding with the moon making a square to Saturn. So let's talk about this because this is going to lead up to one of our aspects on Sunday too, which is Mars squared, uh, Mars squared Saturn. Let's take a look here at our weekend. You can see here Mars at 14 or 15 degrees is going to be squaring Saturn at 15 degrees. And this energy is going to feel a little bit like uh, driving with the brakes on, okay? So this is kind of, we want to take an action, maybe in a relationship, maybe a new start in a partnership, but Saturn's giving us the kind of the, the, <laughs> the roadblock, so to speak, and telling us how far we need to go and what kind of patience we need to have and showing us all the limitations. And it really, it could feel like you want to move forward, but there's something that's just blocking it, and that could lead to some frustration. Um, this is definitely a... Uh, it could be a potentially focused or disciplined aspect, but it also could be something where we're just really feeling like, oh, I want to move forward, but there's just this, this, these details in place that are making it difficult. Uh, one of the images that comes up with this from uh, Ren Butler's book, The Archetypal Universe, is the blacksmith or Hephaestus, where he's you know, building something, but it's really hard work. He's just pounding the iron into something. Then uh, you're getting sweaty and dirty and sooty. Uh, you know, Saturn was associated with the dirty things in life and, you know, decay. So we're really just trying to, you know, work something uh, and it may be a little bit difficult. So the hard work may be coming up over the weekend as we prepare for the new moon. We're going to see a square from the moon to Pluto as well, uh, really early in the morning on Sunday. Uh, a sextile from the moon in Libra to Jupiter in Sagittarius at 4.22 a.m. Then that Mars-Saturn square is going to perfect at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday, the 27th. Um, and then we're going to see our new moon late at night around 11.38 p.m. Eastern at 4 degrees of Scorpio. Uh, this full moon is going to be opposite. Okay, opposite. See, where as we move forward here? It's going to be opposite Uranus. Oh, so the surprises, the surprises are not stopping. <laughs> so you can see here around 11 p.m. or so, the sun and the moon coming into conjunction at four degrees, opposing Uranus in Taurus. Fun, 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 Tell your daddy takes the T-bird away. Yeah, so that is going to be fun. And by fun, I'm being very sarcastic <laughs> because it's probably going to be a surprise in our life that, you know, may be disruptive. So I want you to look at the, the Scorpio-ruled area of your chart and the Taurus-ruled area of your chart and expect a little bit of an unexpected uh, thing to come up with that that may create a little bit of tension. Oppositions were of the nature of Saturn, so it may feel like a limitation in your life. But you know what is Uranus asking us to do? It's asking us to be innovative. It's asking us to break down those old structures. So that's something to consider at this new moon. We're going to be really, there's a tension in that Taurus-ruled area of our chart that's really going to be triggered by this new moon. Um, it's going to be asking us to, to really, uh, th this is the letting go new moon and the, you know, the finding balance between innovative solutions in that Taurus area of your chart and really you know, maybe appreciating some of the <laughs> painful experiences. Maybe we've lost something, but 
we're going to gain some wisdom from that. We're going to gain some gratitude for what we really, for what we still have in life. And, you know, we still have that mutual reception between Venus and Mars. So perhaps we're going to benefit from some of these challenging experiences and find some sort of counterbalance between, you know, what we're letting go of and, and what we want to create. Um, again, the energy is, is definitely geared towards letting go. So I think if you're, if you're having an intuition in one way or the other, it is definitely a time to just wrap things up and come to terms with uh, the cycle of, of decay. This is one thing that we really have to get comfortable with, especially in a capitalistic society, is it's not about exponential growth all the time. And we're seeing this with our, our earth it begging us to let go and to downsize in, in some areas of our life, to, to really come to terms with uh, the consequences of our actions when it comes to just, you know, constantly trying to grow, grow, grow. There is a period of contraction that we need to go through to have healthy growth as we move forward. There's a, a beautiful song that I like by Tears for Fears that's called Break It Down Again. It goes, break it down again. No more sleepy dreaming. Uh, something, something. Uh, no more building up. It is time to recede. I'll link to a video to it in the, in the description here. But it's a great tune about the, the necessity of letting go, the necessity of that decay cycle to, to be moving forward in a balanced way rather than in just this sappy growth that isn't going to support anything anymore because we've tapped all the nutrients in the soil. Um, so that's really, I think that's the, the thing to consider at this Scorpio new moon is that decay and death and the, you know, letting go of things is a natural part of life and you can't have one without the other. And if we come to terms with that, if we really accept that, remember, there's that word again, acceptance, and accepting our, ourself and that cycle in our life, we're really going to have a much more balanced perspective. And we're going to be able to grow in a much healthier way when the period of growth uh, comes back again. All right. So that's what I've got for this week. Looking ahead to next week, we're going to be seeing the sun's opposition with Uranus from Scorpio. Uh, we're going to see a couple Mercury things going on. We're going to see Mercury conjoining Venus. And then Mercury's retrograde is going to happen around Halloween uh, until the 20th of November. Um, we're going to have Venus moving out of Scorpio and out of its fall, or I mean, out of its exile. I probably said fall a couple times in this video, but Venus is in its exile or detriment in the sign of Scorpio and moving into a little bit better shape in Sagittarius. So that'll be good. And then uh, a crescent moon where we're starting to build from the new moon and the new impulse that we're getting in that Scorpio area of our chart. Uh, we're going to, it's going to be mobilizing those resources looking ahead. So that's what I've got for this week. Uh, I hope that you all are doing well. And uh, if you like this, uh, if you like these videos, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends and uh, spread the word. And I uh, hope that you all have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.